Good evening and welcome to the Thursday Throwback. We hope that the Lord is blessing you as you are continuing to stay safe during these times of pandemic. God is so good and so wonderful and so faithful to us. Tonight we've really reached back in the vault and we've collected a sermon from 2002. We collected a sermon from 2002. I was the pastor of the Brush Creek Baptist Church at this time, and this sermon is coming from the first Sunday of January 2002, the Brush Creek Baptist Church of Sardinia, Ohio. Now, you will find that this is a very old recording, so as you hear it, please bear with all of the uh, sound issues that you'll find there. This is just a simple recording that was taken from a cassette uh, at one time. And this also would have aired at the time on the local country and western radio station on Sunday mornings at 7 o'clock. The sermons were uh, given to the radio station and then posted for the community. And so this is one of those sermons that has been presented to the uh, Brown County community here in Ohio. And we hope that the Lord will bless you through the word that is preached. Now, again, please bear with the sound quality. You will find that the last three minutes, the last three minutes will probably be the most problematic. However, we have tried to digitally remaster that and place some music along with it so that it is a little bit more palatable. And so, again, uh, we pray and hope that this word uh, speaks to your heart as you become uh, the light of the world that Jesus has called us to be. God bless you and heaven smile upon you. This is Dr. Troy Shaw, pastor of the Liberty Hill Baptist Church. Welcome to Living the Bible Together. We would love for you to visit our church located at 4410 Refugee Road. We worship on Sundays at 11 a.m. For more information, visit us online at livingthebibletogether.org. Liberty Hill, living the Bible together through education, missions, and ministry. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Let us bow our heads. Father God, we thank you for yet another morning. We ask that you would bless this worship, bless this message, Father, that it might go out into the world, Father, that it might multiply through the hearts and minds of the believers into the hearts and minds of unbelievers, that the world might be challenged to believe and to know the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lead us, guide us by your power divine. In the precious and wonderful name of Jesus, we ask that you would make us, mold us in thy image, in thy way, in thy will. In the precious and wonderful name of Jesus, amen. you know, we are now finishing up our series on the prophets in the prophecies in the book of Isaiah. And this Sunday we are in chapter 60 of the book of Isaiah. Just a few verses. Verse 1 says, Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. The sun shall be no more thy light by day, 
neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto thee. But the Lord shall be unto thee an everlasting light, and thy God thy glory. And the sun shall no more go down, neither shall thy moon withdraw itself. For the Lord shall be thine everlasting light, and the days of thy morning shall be ended. Verses 19, 19 through 20. Uh, I find this uh, scripture to be really interesting. Uh, one reason, because it talks about light. It talks about the physical light, a natural light, and it talks about God's light. And oftentimes we think in terms of the sun and the moon, as natural things, and we think of God's light as being a spiritual light, which when you think in terms of God's light, it's all God's light. And uh, for this Sunday, we use the text, the light looks good on you. The light looks good on you. In this scripture, Isaiah stops and talks to them about the sun and the moon. And in the book of Isaiah, there's a lot of talk about the sun and the moon. A few Sundays ago, I said that God told the, the Israelites, he said, I think that your worship of these idols is out of order. You and your suns and your moons. And I explained to you what he meant by the suns and the moons. At that time, their time schedule was different. Their idolatry had increased. They were worshiping other gods. They were living on other schedules. They weren't living on God's time. Even in this day, the sun and the moon control our work. I've heard that there's some countries who have started letting workers do more work at night because of the internet and because of different things. They call it a, a global economy, so there are people working 24 hours a day. But at one time, people didn't work at night. People only worked in daytime when the sun was out. So the sun and the moon governs how you live your life. The sun and the moon governs what you can do. The sun and the moon governs how you will carry out your day because it sets your time schedule. So sun and moon, that's, that's important. That's important. It's more than just light. It's not just light. It's also governing how you move and the things that you do. Not only that, the sun governs our growth. When you think in terms of the, the crops, the farmers would be very upset if the sun didn't come out next week. Because that corn wouldn't grow as tall and as pretty as it is. That corn wouldn't be worth anything if the sun didn't come out all of next week. Just one week of darkness could cause all those crops just to fall over dead. So the sun is very important. There's a, there's, a, there's a power in the sun that we need. There's a power in light. They've now found out that in the wintertime that there are folk who are tired. All went along and they found out that it's because they have a lack of light. And there are folks who sleep under these lamps to give them more energy. And then light. You need light in order to see your way. In order to find things clearly, you need light to do it. I hear on the TV they talk about these new lights that you can put in your closet. So you can just hit the light so that it'll light up your closet. Because most people, and I know that doesn't happen in this church, but there are some people, you can tell their clothes are pretty dark. Because their colors are never matched up pretty good, so they just pull out any color. 
<laughs> That's me. But if you have a good light in your closet, then you can see. You can match things up. And sometimes our lives are like our closets. They're too dark. And every time we pull out something, it's the wrong thing. It's either outdated, wrong color, wrong thing, wrong material. Because we can't see good. The lights are dim. When your light is dim, you can't travel right. I've been traveling on the road in a dark highway and I passed my exit and didn't get where I was supposed to be on time because it was too dark and I'm out there driving in the dark. When there's not enough light, then you will find yourself in the wrong place. So first off, three points. First off, the sunlight and the moonlight, that's a physical light. And in order for us to look good, we have to have God's light and rely on His light more so than the physical elements of this world. Oftentimes the scientists and different ones have, have taught us to rely on our physical senses. But even in the Sunday school this morning, we're talking about we're not fighting against flesh and blood, but against spirits and principalities. It's not, it's not you and I. We're not fighting each other in a physical sense. It's the spiritual things of this world. So we have to be able to see spiritually, and it's a very important thing to note that in the physical sense, sometimes the, the light of the sun can be blinding. When it's snow outside, for one, prime example. Sometimes we have what's called a whiteout, when the sun is so bright that you cannot see your way because the sun has messed you up. The sun in conjunction with the, the snow and then you can't see. It's too bright to see. Sometimes the moon can get caught behind a cloud and it's too dark and you can't see. So the physical lights and the physical elements of this world will not always take you through. You need a light that is more powerful. You need a power that is greater than what we have here on the earth in the physical sense. We need something that's greater than us. God is greater than us. And Isaiah says that if you, if you continue to follow God's plan, then arise, shine, for the light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Folks have used that phrase. They say, arise and shine. Get up and let the light shine on you. There are different preachers who are now talking about blessings and receiving our blessings and how our blessings have been caught and how we haven't received everything that belongs to us and how God has all these blessings up in heaven and he wants to give them to his children. But we don't know how to get them. We don't know how to receive what God has for us. We've got to get up and stand in the light. Stop sitting in the darkness. First thing he says in this, he says, arise and shine, get up and stand in the light. If you want your blessings, if you want to be blessed, then get up and do something. Stand in the light, have clarity. First, understand the way, to, to understand the way you have to see the way. And you need light, and God's light is the light that you need. And he says that when you come to this point, that Isaiah is telling us in, in chapter 60, when you come to this point where you have gotten your life right, when you've gotten your lives right, he's telling the Israelites, when you get on the right path and you understand that you don't have to move by the light of the sun and you don't have to move by the, the uh, moon, you don't have to move by the light of day or anything like that, but move in the power of the Lord. When you move in the power of the Lord, it should be an everlasting life. So number one, we need to start thinking spiritually and not always physically.
We must have a balance between the physical and the spiritual. But then we must look at things in terms of eternity. Right. Everlasting life. Not something that's going to, scientists are now trying to predict when the sun is going to finally go out. Scientists are trying to predict how long will that moon be in the same spot where we see it and how many, uh, how many steps does it move away from the earth each year and how many of this and how much light does it lose and all of these kinds of things. But when it's God's light, we don't need a scientist to figure out how long it's going to last. It's an everlasting light. When it comes to our finances and we call our financier, we call our banker, we call our uh, broker to find out how much longer are my blessings going to last. How much longer will my money be coming in? How much longer will I be able to pay my rent and my bills? If you're walking in God's light, it's everlasting. You don't have to call anybody to find out how long it's going to last. It lasts today and forevermore. It just keeps on coming when you're standing in God's light. We have to learn how to walk in the spirit and not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. He gives us our being if we would just stand firm in him. He'll lead us. He'll guide us. He'll give us everything we need. He'll equip us with everything we need in order to see. And sight is important because without that sight, without that light, without the clarity that it takes in order for us to move through this life, then we're always going to be stumbling into things. And as long as we're stumbling along, along the way, it, it stops us, it slows us down, it hurts us. Haven't you ever woke up in the middle of the night and you go through the house and the lights are off and it's dark and you stump your toe on something that you didn't expect to be there and it hurts and it bothers you and it pains you for days? In the spiritual world, sometimes we wake up in a situation. And that situation brings darkness in our lives. And because there's a lack of light, because there's a lack of clarity, we stump our spiritual toes. And we're hurting for days. And we're having problems and we're limping. Because we didn't have the right amount of light. But when you allow God to come into your life, when you allow God's principles to rule and govern the way that you move throughout this life, and his light is shining on you. And first off, you're not worried about the physical. You've denied yourself. Second off, you understand that his light is everlasting. But thirdly, my favorite point, is we understand that his light causes growth. He says in the, in the, closing, in the closing verses of this chapter, he says, Thy people will be righteous, and they're going to inherit the land, how long? Forever. And the branches of my planet, the work of my hands, that it may be glorified. And a little one, we're watching growth here. He says, and a little one shall become a thousand and a small one a strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in his time. He says, in, as he said before, I will make your little become much. It doesn't matter that you might not have much right now, but when you're walking in my light, I'm going to give you growth. If you're worried about how much money you have or if your bill collectors are calling, that's all right. Walk in his light. If you're worried about the problems that come in our lives and sickness and the health problems that we have, that's all right. Walk in his light. 
When you stop walking after these things and understand that God can, it's a supernatural thing. It's something that we cannot understand. A few weeks ago, we read right here in the book of Isaiah where he said, my ways are above your ways. Your thoughts are not like my thoughts. I'm different than you. You can't understand God. All you have to do is trust him. All you have to do is believe in him and walk in his life. Arise and shine. And let the light shine on you because the light looks good on you. The light looks good on you forever and forever and forever. Because when you walk in his light, it never runs out. And when you walk in his light, he continues to take the little stuff in our life and make it wonderful. Not always asking him, God, give me those things. But Lord, give me the happiness, the love, the peace, and the joy in my life. And increase it. Let your light shine on my life and allow your love and your peace and your joy to be increased in my life. Allow your missionary spirit to come in me and allow me to be better each and every day, but not for my will, but that you might be glorified. And in that, then our life becomes visible through the eyes of the world. And they look at us and they understand that there's something there that's different. There's something there that I want to be a part of. There's something there that I don't quite understand. I've been miserable. I've been sick. I can't understand. And they understand and they look at you and they say, what is it? And they see that light. They see that radiance. They feel that spirit. They feel that warmth that comes from you. And then they catch on fire and they realize that it's something else. It's not the car, it's not the hat, it's not the clothes, it's not the house, it's not any of those things. But it's the spirit that is in them. Because it is in the heart. It's in the heart. The issues of your life, your heart, your spirit, your soul, those are the more important to take care of. Yeah, you can go to the gym and you can take care of the body and you can try to strengthen your physical body, but your soul is the most important thing to take care of. And it's important that each of us as children of God continue to clothe ourselves in His light and not the light of the world. So we have to walk by faith and not by sight. First off, we have to realize that the sun and the moon are all under His control. Second off, we have to realize that eternity is lost in all of that. And then thirdly, we have to realize that growth is there. Jesus came to the world as a babe, a gift from God. For the Bible says that the gift of God is eternal life, but the way of sin is death. And that great gift was his only begotten son. As John 3.16 says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever will believe on him. All we have to do is believe. For he gave us the greatest gift. For he gave us Jesus the baby. But through time and over time, as the life of the world continued to grow brighter and brighter, at that moment as he was a babe, there were uh, his mother and father there searching for a place to be. Searching, trying to find a place for this babe to be born. Searching for a place to lay him. Searching for what they would do with this child Jesus. Not understanding that he had already been destined to have a place in this world. They were looking for a place and yet there was a place already prepared for him. And as he grew, as we grow as Christians, it is a journey. It is a Christian journey. There's sometimes when we feel like there's no place for us to be. But as we walk on this journey, as we realize and understand our mission, 
as we work through the purpose that God has given us, as Christ worked through his purpose, as he taught, and as he healed, as he did the work of the Father. He labored here on this earth some 30-some years. And then, upon the cross of Calvary, he gave his life for you and for me. The Bible says that the moon and the sun, they cut out their lights. You are tuned to Come Let Us Worship the Lord, featuring Troy Shaw, Pastor. And the sun cut out their lights. The darkness was so thick that it could have been cut. The light of God was still shining. Even in the midst of darkness, we must give of ourselves so that the light of God can shine when the world goes dark. It's about giving of ourselves. It's about walking and allowing God's light to be inside. Christ died on that old glory cross. He rose on that third day morning. We might understand that there's power in him. We might know the power of his resurrection. And we too are raised in him. And our souls and our minds and our bodies, no matter what the world may do to us or say about us, we're still blessed in his power. We're still blessed in his mind. We're still blessed when we walk in his life. Then I heard a story, and this plaque hanging on the wall there in the church study, and I concluded this message that they were studied as a plaque. And it says, People are like stained glass windows. They sparkle, and they shine in the sunlight. But the true beauty is only seen. There's a light from within, and the sun goes down. And we're like, the Christ is in our lives. Even when the rest of the world goes down, the light that shines forth, His peace, His love, His joy, His Let us bow our hands. Father God, we ask that you would lead us and guide us. Give us your power, give us your might, make us better Christians, and teach us to walk in your life, Father. That we might continue to see the way, and that we have clarity in our life, that we might continue to be strong in your power, in your might. Father, we ask that you would allow us to rid ourselves of ourselves, walking in faith and not by sight, standing firm in the power of your might, Father. We ask that you would allow us not to rely from the physical light of this world, but the spiritual and the physical light of this world. Then, Father, we ask that you would teach us to live in the light through eternity, forever and ever. Then, Father, thirdly, we speak peace, we speak joy, we speak life, and we speak growth into our lives, Father. We ask that you would add unto us daily. Make one become a thousand, make a few become many. And Father, we ask that you would increase our love, increase our peace, increase our joy. And we might glorify thee. We thank you, we praise you. As we call them from the north, the south, the east, and the west. We call them unto this church, this place, this beacon light that is set upon the here, this salt that has not lost its favor. We call them now, and Lord, we ask that you give us the vision that the people will not and shall not perish. In the precious and wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Liberty Hill. Living the Bible together through education, missions, and ministry. This has been another broadcast of Living the Bible Together. 
with Dr. Troy Shaw from the Liberty Hill Baptist Church, located at 4410 Refugee Road. We worship on Sundays at 11 a.m. For more information, visit us online at livingthebibletogether.org. God bless you and have a great week.